Episode of Something in the Water. I'm Sean Clark here with Uncle Dave Griffin. And our guest this time is the beautiful Zyla Daniel, all Yay. the way from Brumswick. That's, uh, that's how my grandma used to pronounce it. Brum. Brumswick. Brumswick. <laughs> Brumswick. Well, it's good to have you. Thank you. Yeah, finally. I know. Finally. We had a uh, little uh, miscommunication early on, but uh, <laughs> thank God we got you. Settle in, and I love the outfit. What Thank is you. this? What is this? Vintage 101 Dalmatians? No, this is huh? cow print. Oh, yeah. oh it's a cow. It is. Maybe. That's right. <laughs> I didn't notice the shoes match. That's awesome. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I knew you loved Disney. Yeah, I that do love good. Disney, yes. And my mind went straight to dogs. Perelineville, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Um, yeah, I'm surprised I didn't pick up on that being the I cow don't, I don't print know. I, because I we cows. just got back from the West. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Zyla is a songwriter, a singer, a good singer, and a good songwriter, too. He's played the uh, same some of the same uh, venues that Sean and I play over there in the Golden Isles area, like the Brunswick Porch Fest that Susan Bates and her accolades put on. And uh, accomplices, yes. She's received many accolades for that. But uh, you like doing that, the Brunswick Porch Fest? Porch Uh, Fest was amazing last time. It was so much fun. Have you played it consecutively now? or I did the first year, I think. Uh Has it only been three? Three years. Yes. Three? Mm -hmm. Because of, of, you know, Mm -hmm. that one year when nobody could do anything. That's right. (laughs) What was that? The one year we didn't, we didn't talk about that year, COVID, <coughs> bad year. Anyway, I did the first porch fest. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say yes as a solo performer, and then I the the bad year, and so then I played last year. Um, yeah, it was cool. We got to do like a Wizard of Oz thing. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. I got to wear my little Wicked Witch hat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a very laid-back thing they do in the historic section of, uh, residential section of downtown Brunswick, Georgia. And uh, people who live in a house, if they so choose, will open their porch 
for an entertainer or several entertainers to mm-hmm. be scheduled on their porch throughout the day. And it goes probably about five or six hours of oh, yeah. constant performances all through that neighborhood. And it's good time. Lord, it is well attended. It has just grown hugely in, in just the three years it's, it's been held. And uh, it's it's great fun for the musicians as well as the people that come. Oh. A lot of... Uh, a lot of drinking goes on out there. <laughs> so it's kind of got a little bit of a New Orleans or Savannah vibe to it, you know. They block off the streets and everybody yes. walks around. Yes. Little trolley food runs trucks. through there. And if you're like a lot me, of food trucks. You'll lose, like me, last time I lost my phone, then found it in the street face down, been run over. Just That's right. Yeah. Times. <laughs> I, I want to say the the first year I did it, did I, was, did I perform? Yes. Yes, I performed, but then usually when I'm performing, I I don't drink or anything. Mm-hmm. And then afterward, I got <clears throat> had a few drinks, but like I fell off of one of the trucks. Oh no! Uh-oh. <laughs> like no, yes, like I completely forgot till you mentioned you said trolleys, and it was like boop boop. <laughs> like I was fine, but it was like oh yeah. That's what Porch Fest <laughs> like mm-hmm. ha- the aftermath, but it's a good time, man. And uh, very blessed. Um, Connie Lane actually invited me to share um, time with her. Okay, we so, know, we know Connie. We know Connie. Love, love Connie. Great, great, yeah, great she, singer. Song. She runs a, a venue in Brunswick called the Blue Door. Is that mm-hmm. right? Blue Door. Live at the Blue Door. Live at Blue Door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've all probably played there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ever played Tipsies? Mm-hmm. All right. See, we're just knocking them off. <laughs> yes, I have played Tipsies. I want to go back there um, if they'll have me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, tell us about uh, where are you from? I am from Brunswick. Originally from Brunswick. Originally from okay. Brunswick, Georgia. Been here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, golly, you really asking? Uh, <laughs> born and raised, never moved. The same piece of property my entire life. So, how old are you? I, you don't ask women that, but I can tell you're young. So, I figured. I'm no 25. No, stop. Um, I'm 37 now. Okay. You look I thought you were 20. Beautiful. I, I would have believed 25. Thank you. But um, no, I, I've I've been in Brunswick my entire life. Um. Mm-hmm. Is it, watching the development and everything has just been crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I've I've lived off the same piece of land by the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, watched it all grow up. Watched it go from being a dirt road to paved, mm-hmm. and all the buildings come mm-hmm. up. And Downtown's really springing up. Downtown is like it's always been a big part of my life. Like the crest. Mm-hmm. My grandma called it Chrissy's, <laughs> but like it was like the the eye exam place used to be where like that fishing store is. Mm-hmm. And if I did good on my eye exam, she'd take me to Chrissy's to get a toy or whatever. <laughs> like it was like a Kmart. Like, and now it's a rooftop bar or something. Like seeing it come up and yeah. be reused, mm-hmm. that really is cool. Mm-hmm. So we had a Chrissy's. We called it Chrissy's. Cressy Chris. Cresses. And uh, 
right downtown Waycross when I was growing up. And uh, yeah, my, I would always talk. My, my mom would have to go in there to pay some kind of bill. Would it be a water bill or something like that? I think you probably came along when it was just the Cress's building. And or was that McCrory's? Had, McCrory's was right on the next block from Cress's. And if you. Which one had upstairs? Cress's probably. I, they both did. Anyway, I would talk yeah. my mom into buying me He-Man. <laughs> yes, Barbies, My Little Pony, Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. So how'd you get into music? Well, I don't know. I just uh, I felt like I was in the womb singing. Like I just, mm -hmm. I've been, always been singing. You've always been singing? Mm-hmm. Um, went to Sterling Baptist Church, singing there, singing in the choir, singing at school. Mm -hmm. um, Leo Dean mm -hmm. actually is a family friend. Um, my papa, Mike, Michael Martin or whatever, he uh, he would have musicians over all the time. I don't remember everybody's name, but I remember Leo because mm -hmm. he was, you know, he's still around. And uh, but he would come over to the house and just jam with my papa, and uh, that's how kind of how I learned how to play guitar and everything. My papa taught me about five chords, and then I went from there. Oh, but just yeah, having that influence the music and. So how old were you when you started learning guitar? Papa tried to teach me when I was younger, mm -hmm. but I didn't really learn until I was fourteen, fifteen. That seems to always be that I started fifteen, and we have a lot of people on, and that it's usually fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Well, unless you're a child prodigy, your fingers. I have wish to grow. I would have learned earlier, just yeah. because I'd be. You yeah. know, better. I think that something changes in you though that makes you want to. Yeah, like, even though music's always been there, all of a sudden it starts taking. Yes. like you start understanding the songs a little bit and mm -hmm. want to be a part of that. And my hands grew. Yeah, <laughs> so I you, tried it in sixth grade. Howdy. Yeah. Hard to make them chords. Tried it again in the ninth yeah. grade, and then in the twelfth grade. So you always wanted to do it. Huh? So you always wanted to do it. Well, Gary, my older brother, three years older, took guitar lessons in Waycross after the Beatles came out. You know, everybody just flocked Easy. to the music yeah. stores and bought drums and basses and electric guitars. And they took uh, guitar lessons. And so Daddy bought us a uh, K acoustic guitar and it used to hang on the bedroom wall and I saw Gary take it off to the guitar lessons and then it'd come back and hang on the wall and it, he didn't go very far with it but I always looked at it you know and thought well I don't want to try it and it didn't work out three years later it didn't work out three years later it did and uh, but it is interesting, though, you know, you're talking about 14 teenage years, you know, mm -hmm. that's when you, uh, that's when guys pick it up uh, thinking that it's going to yeah. bring the girls to Oh, it. Yeah. yeah. And that it was a lot easier than running laps at football practice. <laughs> I didn't get anywhere with that. <laughs> yeah. It was more about, like, I've always... Um, always been you know into uh stories music how how music tells a story and 
Uh, I started writing poetry a long time ago. I'm talking about like third grade, maybe just mm -hmm. writing about the earth or whatever, making rhymes, like, um, Dr. Seuss, all that mm. kind of stuff. And um, so poetry just came naturally to me. And then once I learned how to play, it, mm -hmm. it just comes out. It just, yeah. Just, it was a natural progression. Yeah. Just natural. Mm-hmm. It's like poetry is songs without chords. Mm -hmm. yes. And how do you like, uh, when When did you write your first song? Oh, or, wow. Well, actually, you said you started off poetry and everything, but once you put that first one to music. My first song I wrote when I was 15, and um, it's called What Is. Um, my papa loves that one and it used to get on my nerves because I didn't want to sing it, <laughs> but he loves that one. And uh, just what is love? Just simple little, you know, three chord progression. Mm -hmm. Just, but yeah, one of my poems turned into a song. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> you sound like you got a bluesy. Almost uh, show tune kind of a voice, you know. Mm -hmm. It's torch, torch singer voice. I I don't I get my I don't know I don't know where my voice comes from. I like I don't know which family member or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, I get my music from everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up, I grew up listening to like old country, Hank Williams, Patsy Cline. <laughs> oh wow! Like. And then, of course, you know, when I was a teenager, then it was like, eh, I don't like country, you know, yeah. trying to be cool. Right. But now that I'm older, like those those old songs, the old, and even 40s, 50s, like Frank Sinatra, mm -hmm. Dean Martin, Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald, all these voices and all mm -hmm. these influences, just like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. the way people sang back yeah. then, the words... Even if they didn't write their own songs, yeah, they were singers. It, it's something different yeah. than what's out there now, and I, I feel like that inspires me. And that mm. I, I don't know, I don't yeah. know what I, I don't. I, I mean, y'all have to tell me. I don't know what I sound like when I sing. Honestly, it just. But Good. Uh, but, <laughs> but I get my I get my my core my influence from all kinds of. That's the way it should be too. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, like feel music like you're just, more well-rounded that way, you know. The more I feel like, the more diverse your music tastes, the better. Right. Like, right. don't try to conform to one. Right. Yeah. Because there's so much. Let everything that influences you come through in a way, you know. I always felt like uh, uh, never shut yourself off from anything out there. Don't just write it off and say I don't like that. You know, listen to it. Go ahead and dig in and listen to it and then decide. Yeah, you know, because you, never you know. can find one little thing out of maybe a whole genre that for some reason in your mind you're hesitant to go to, you know. But just go ahead and and, and listen to it because you might find one tiny oh, little Lord. piece of mm -hmm. it that makes its way into your art, you know. I mean, if I'm if I'm corny, really, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care, because yeah. uh, I mean, it's just, it's just me. Like, I don't care. I mm. from from Patsy Cline, Hank Williams, all that, like, 
real country twang heartfelt mm-hmm. songs and then honestly sorry but hansen was mm-hmm. a big influence to me and you know besides mm-hmm. um bop like they're actually real yeah. songwriters mm-hmm. they're actually real really good songwriters and i mean you know boy band instinct whatever um amy winehouse is my girl oh yeah that's like my girl so i'm going all over the place now but uh, just just the country roots and then some of the pop influence mm-hmm. and just being all over the map. But especially now, now I really love the the older sound, the Billie Holiday, the Ella Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. um, just that soulful, raspy, gritty, real. Yeah, the realer the better. The real, <laughs> the real sound. You yeah. know, like you can mm-hmm. tell. When people are singing, they mean it. It's not mm-hmm. just overproduced pop right. music or whatever. It's right. heartfelt, and mm-hmm. there's and there's not a lot of that anymore. No, but you seem to be an old soul. You know, you like was, we was talking about that before the podcast. That uh, you have an eight, you have have an eight track in your car, or used to. We had a, I had an eight track growing up in my in my mom's <laughs> bedroom. We had we had the eight track, <laughs> but I do have a cassette player. Cassette. Yes, cassettes, <laughs> then CDs, then it's this tiny little thing, the MP3 thing, <laughs> and they can put it in your ear. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's freaky to me. I'm like, what the hell? Because I can't even, I can't, <laughs> I can't even see. I'm like, what you know, on the mm-hmm. phone on the little iPod thing. But uh, yeah, I still have a cassette player in my car, and I just, I do I adore it because mm-hmm. it's just you know when the radio don't work or you don't want to mm-hmm. hear something on the radio, you just pop in the cassette. And That's right. My CD player ate all my ate all my good CDs. It ate my Jason Mraz and my John Mayer and all my. <laughs> I don't want to go into all that, but scratch. Well, what about uh, Andrew Heisler? <laughs> you use his real name. What who about, is Andrew Heisler? Who is Andrew well, the Heisler? The real Andrew Heisler. <laughs> the real Andrew Heisler. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, amazing person, I believe. What's his uh, What's his stage name? His stage name is Pokey Lafarge. Lafarge. <laughs> Pokey Lafarge. This is a. It's funny because when I got asked to do this, and it was something in the water podcast, and mm-hmm. my first thought was something in the water, <laughs> something in the water. Yeah, the song. Yeah. Something in the water. So yes, um, Pokey. Oh my goodness. Um, How did you come across him? Well, just did you stumble on him, or did you actually, actually, my boyfriend. I don't know, we were listening to YouTube, and it was like a random, I don't know, it just came up, right? It just came mm-hmm. up. And first I was like, what the hell? Like, who, <laughs> who? I, I hate, oh my gosh, I hate going into this because he doesn't relate to this anymore. Like, I'm sorry, I'll just say what it is, because why not? The first thing I ever saw from Pokey was Fuck Me Up video. And I was like, oh my God, like, what is this, like a devil worshiping, like, woo. <laughs> me. I mean, it's a great song, great song, great beat, everything. But um, then I saw Lucky sometimes or whatever. And I was like, oh, like, he actually has a voice, like mm-hmm. a soul. He's actually got a story to tell, uh, you know. And then I 
you know, listen to some of his old songs. Um, is it uh, South South City Three? Mm-hmm. His old band or whatever, like that bluegrass, freaking Illinois, whatever he was doing back then. Just the the good the <laughs> yeah. good good music, and uh, I don't know. I just became a fan. And you, you, I was. I think I got a picture. Just is there a picture in that email? Oh of, no, uh, yeah, picture. <laughs> We're gonna call him out. <laughs> Andrew Heisler. I know he did not use his name. <laughs> actually, last time so I check said, this out. You actually sang with the dude. Yeah. Where was that? That was at Bot Tower Gardens, um, Lake Florida. Wells, Florida. I don't know how that happened because, you know, just <sighs> music. Putting yourself out there. It was just music. I don't I don't know. Because he was like so subtle, not making eye contact with anybody or whatever. And somehow he just looked at me and he was like, Well, how about you? What's your name? And I was like, <laughs> Me? As a Zalidania, you know. And I I can't remember to this day what he said or whatever, but I was like, I want to sing with you or something. And he was like, you know, kind of shocked. And he's like, well, there's something we might can do at the end of the show. What did y'all do? We sang um, his song, uh, Good Night, Goodbye, Hope Not Forever. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so the encore, he invited me back on stage wow. with him. And that was like our meet cute, you know? Like, that's the first time we ever shook hands. Looking each other's eyes. That like, one right there was like the first that, time y'all met? Yeah. Oh, cool. Like, I mean, yeah. like That's pretty impressive. Uh, you stumbled mm-hmm. onto him on the YouTube feed, and then you embraced his music from that. You dug in and uh, saw where he was playing somewhere and went, right? Yes, yes. My my uh, my best friend, Jennifer, and her, her husband actually saw that he was playing there, and they're like, Pucky's going to be at the box. <laughs> I said, what? Ticket sold. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was like an open, you know, like open-air concert under mm. the stars, and I had my little picnic blanket, and I was like, you know, wore my yellow dress and sat my ass right in the front, and I was like, <laughs> hope he sees me, hope he sees me. And I don't I don't know. It was just weird. It was just, like, meant to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, yeah, I, I got my little... My little courage up, and and That's I went great. up there and sang with him, and it was it was cool. <laughs> I didn't know he was making that face. <laughs> um, whenever he did the musical break or whatever, I kind of like serenaded him or whatever, um, you know. <clears throat> but he's he's a big influence. He's a his music and stuff like from his beginning tells a story, just mm. like I feel like mine does. You know mm. when. Before he was just the basically a bum, so he says in his own music. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what he was doing, didn't know where he was going, and then he wanted to do his music so bad, and then he did, and that is greatly, you know, influential to me, greatly <clears throat> impressive to me, you know, mm-hmm. and to sing with him, to sing with him, and be a part of that was just. I mean, I can't even, it's weird to even think, I can't mm-hmm. believe I brought this shit up because it's like, it's unfathomable to me. And I just, I appreciate it. I love it. I'm glad that's part of my, you know, life mm-hmm. story I'm now. I'm glad you did too. I mean, that's that's a beautiful moment right there. It that's was a, It was great. It was yeah. so great. And mm-hmm. like, 
at first I was nervous and I couldn't remember the words and stuff. It's his song. Mm-hmm. And but then we ended up harmonizing together and it was just great. And then um the people that run the place let us go backstage and like walk let me walk with him backstage and just talk. Nice. And just so, you know, same thing I'm telling y'all. Like I grew up on Patsy Klein, Hank Williams, da da da. And you know, him just talking to me and um the last time I saw him was in Atlanta. Uh, I went to his show and I brought him some presents. So, um, but I gave him that and you know, he's like, Oh, you're you're very talented, Zyla. Mm-hmm. And um that's when he gave he gave me permission to call him Andrew. So hey Andrew, if you're listening. <laughs> um so well, we hope he's watching. I hope yeah. you're watching. Hey. Hey Pokey. 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 I worked at the post office with a guy named Pokey. Uh, he was slow. Was he slow? That's that's the thing. Yeah, Pokey got his name from being like slow. Apparently, like you know, lagging behind. Like, come on, Pokey. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that song too. Uh, slow poke or whatever. You mm-hmm. That's one of the moldy goes. Slow poke. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I did that one. I don't remember where I posted it, but I. I covered that one at one point, and like I did, I dedicated it to him before the concert. <laughs> I don't know what he sees or not sees or not sees. Well, that's a pretty cool story, there. It is. So, yeah. part of my musical history, part of one of my, uh, you know, not claim just to claim to fame. Ten, ten knocks minutes. that off. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Next, next. I hope to sing with Jason Mraz. That's my. I've heard that name. Yeah, my wife loves Jason Mraz. Mraz. I don't even want to get into that. He is beyond. It's not like just crush thing. Jason Mraz is the. Jason Mraz is my absolute favorite musical genius, songwriter, individual. I've met him three times. He's so calm. He's so down to earth. He's so real. And his music just speaks volumes. And being that um, when I first saw Jason Mraz, he was the opening act for Dave Matthews' band. Mm-hmm. And I could have met him then, but I didn't. I thought it was like, it was like Mraz. Like, I didn't know what the hell they were saying. You know, it was just like, <laughs> Jay Raz, like, who is that? And I, I loved his music, but I didn't know who, you know. Right. Yeah, no then I found out, you know, Dave Matthews kind of helped discover him. And I'm mm. a big Dave Matthews fan. And I just feel like I've grown watching Jason Mraz's career and knowing him from that. And then um, opening that to, I met him down at the Freebird Live in Jacksonville mm-hmm. when he was just first starting out. And it was like, you know, I gave him one of my CDs from when I was 15. And... Mraz used to be really into the blogging and stuff, and he wrote something like, um, I'm so thankful for my fans and the CDs and the little gifts and da-da-da. And I just knew he was talking about me and other people. But he was very, very kind, very sweet. And the second time I met him, um, he was sitting outside of the Florida Theater. And this was the this was the best one, the best time I met him. Um, it was just, like, so surreal, just so cool. You know, first I was like, fangirl, like, <laughs> and then I was like, no, 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 he's just a person. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm overreacting. Like, can I can I sit with you? And he's like, yeah, sit with me. So I ended up sitting by him for like 30 minutes just talking about everything, like his tour in India, um, sushi, 
Like, we were, like, comparing tans because he just got back from India. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you darker than me. Like, whoa, you know. And uh, I sang to him. And uh, I was going to sing one of his songs. And he's like, no, 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 no. He said, you said you were a songwriter. So sing me one of your songs. And I was like, that's cool. That You know, he actually wants to get to know his fans as friends and, like, as people. And uh, so, cool. yeah, mm-hmm. he is just legit like cool person and um yeah he's he's got his cd coming out so i hope i get to see him again can you pull up a jason moran song just uh for my sake and uh maybe some of our viewers and listeners out there that are as uh isolated we gotta keep it under so many seconds or we get oh oh is that right oh really oh Folks, if you want us to be monetized where we can't play clips. <laughs> right? We no. want to be monetized. But, full credit, uh, Jason Moraes. Don't get far. Yeah, let's, let's listen to some Jason Moraes. Tell, tell us a song to pull up that would be a good um, mm. first. I've heard him before, but it's been a while. I couldn't tell you the name of the song. Not, not, not none of his, you know, like, I'm yours. That's so, I'm sure he gets sick of doing that one. Um, I won't give up. Have it all lucky. I feel like dancing. How about, um, let's see. Uh, Something that, that showcases his geek yes. in the pink. That Well, that tells a different story. That's a different <laughs> story. <laughs> okay. Geek in the pink. Um, Jason Mraz. Do you and I both. That's one of his starting songs when he first started, when I first discovered him. All right. Beautiful lyrics. Was it you who spoke the words that things would happen but not to me? All things are gonna happen naturally. And he's opera trained. Oh, just... yeah. taking your advice and I'm looking on the bright side and balancing the, the whole thing. Oh, but it oftentimes Does those play? words get taken yeah. up in yeah, a He is a musician, songwriter, he's an actor. He was on Broadway. This is the guy that used to open up for Dave Matthews, or yes. Uh, yes. Dave Matthews kind of discovered. Kind of discovered him. He opened up in coffee shops. So that's where he started. Now, can you play a little segment of uh, Pokey Lafarge? Oh, can we please? Or as as he's known to his mama, Andrew Heisler. What's a good Pokey song? What about something, something in the water? Where? Let's play something <laughs> in the water, please. But who wrote it first? <laughs> Sean actually Hell wrote yeah, that I'm song. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get so crunk. Oh my, song, oh my, can't help myself. Competition of the something in the water song. She got a broke down El Camino in yeah, the front yard of Bon Bras. Her mom was around in a pink nightgown, sandals and white socks. She don't mind a baseball game in the middle of the light. I would love to do more music with him because I just. 
same, but I love, love her just the same. Boy, love her just the same. Howdy, 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 howdy. in water. Justin, is that the same font? Better not be. Ooh, really? Y'all stole his font? Yeah, the Amazon font at the top. Is, from here, my bad eyes, it looks like our font. No, it's, it's not. Ours has got some doctrine in Well, there. it looks like it's faded to me. She yells and screams and she beats me. I don't mind the way she treats me. She'll someday lead to my death, I know. But I'll stay with her just the same. Yes, I mean this. That's jazzy, thirty. Yes. Uh, early cartoons. Yes. Yep. That's what I fell in love no, with. Uh, that. Cap Calloway, Benny uh, the Moocher. Yes. He's got that vibe. And of course, that is in no way his entire music. Mm -mm, you know, he's, mm -mm, he's that's just a piece of very it. prolific. Uh, all kinds of uh, moods and feels. All right, cool. Well, uh, I want to get to where the musical segment on our something in the water. Yes, our uh, something in the water. Feature Zyla performing some of her songs, and uh, I'm anxious to get to that. Uh, before we do, though, I wanted to um, say this about that. Uh, <laughs> I, swear, I swear I had a train of thought going, but it's over uh, here. Um, a oh. I was creeping on your Facebook site <laughs> and noticed that you're a huge Disney fan. No Guilty. secret there. Guilty. Oh, boy. Hot dog, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like some Disney. Yeah, I do, too. I, I grew up with it. And, uh, you know, when I was coming along, the only uh, you the only place was Disneyland. In California. Kelly. So there was no way a South Georgia boy was going to ever get to Disneyland, but by God, we had the TV shows. Oh, yeah. Mickey Mouse Club. I had a little T-shirt when I was about three or four. Mickey Mouse in a big ring. Oh. Beautiful old shirt. And uh, and then, of course, uh, around 8, 9, 10, we, we were living in Albany, and over there, we had one television station, same as Waycross. Oh, Waycross, oh, it was wow. CBS. Oh. Albany was NBC. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, we got to watch uh, The Wonderful World of Color yes. on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock. And uh, uh, we watched Wonderful World of Color on a black and white TV set. <laughs> so it was not very colorful, but well, you know, I could imagine what Tinkerbell was doing when she went bling. Mm. You know, I actually got to see the chimes or whatever when I um I was in Philadelphia to visit my grandmother, and what like, chimes? The chimes that they use to make the Tinkerbell ching 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 oh, yeah? ching. 
the oh, sounds. Cool. They had a whole exhibit, the Disney 100 exhibition or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just seeing all the little behind the scenes, like how the how the sounds were made back then, the most simple things, like you know, uh, I'm trying to think, like a rubber band on mm-hmm. a on a oatmeal can or something mm-hmm. like dong dong, anything <laughs> like ma- makes a sound, and they they would use it for sound effects. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, they had the chimes for Tinkerbell, like it was like just little pieces of glass. Oh man! So yeah, like that's. That's cool. Yes, very cool. I want to look up this quick fact here. <laughs> Tinkerbell. I went to school in Philadelphia when I was 18, 19, uh, for the Art Institute up there. But uh, mm. Yeah, I was trying to get the hell out of Waycross. <laughs> uh, Justin, pull up uh, Margaret Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. Google it and just pull her up. This is interesting. Um, me and my family, my father and aunt, his, his uh, only living sister in my father's family, uh, and my brother and sister and wife and uh, sis, um, uh, sister-in-law and a bunch of us took a ride up to... Uh, Mount Airy, North Carolina, uh, which was the uh, inspiration for uh, the Andy Griffith show, uh, Mayberry. Yes. And uh, it was where Andy was born and raised in in the mountains of North Carolina. Margaret Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. And they had this thing called Mayberry Days. Went on for about a full 10 days. We caught like a three-day weekend of it, and uh, there's a lot of characters running around. There was also a, uh, a um, the stars uh, that actually were in the show in certain episodes, and, uh, of course, there's not many of them left. I think Thelma yes. Lou. I think you said K E. K-E-R-R-Y. K-E-R-R-Y. Mm-hmm. Like Jerry with a K. Oh, yeah, well, that's it right there, for whatever shoes. that is. Just click on them images right there. Uh, this actress, Margaret Carey, was was uh, on a, an Andy Griffith episode, and I got to meet her while I was up there. Oh. She was the original model that Disney used oh, to draw yeah. Tinkerbell. Oh, wow. So click one of them old pictures. And there's there some better go. ones where she's showing her full body and all. Ooh. Oh, there that's, it is yeah. right there. Yeah, there, oh, there wow. we go. So you got to meet her. I got to meet her. She's a little older now, but uh, <laughs> it was cool to actually. Uh, and isn't it neat how they used to do the animation and just. You were talking about 101 Dalmatians, just Cruella mm-hmm. and these different people. And they would have live models just mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And they'd pose. And then, and like, then they'd, yes. The, yeah. the classic animation is just something that's just been lost. And it's such a art. Disney. Yes. Disney was behind it all, too. Yes. I mean, there were a few more outliers, but uh, I mean, the Tunes. name Disney is just synonymous with... Uh, 
yes, the beauty whole- and uh, this childhood innocence and some of your best earliest memories, you know. Yes. All those classic movies. Yes. <sighs> I know we could do a whole podcast about Disney. I do love we should Disney. one day. We should one day because yeah. I would. I would be. Oh my gosh! I would talk all day. Well, Sean's a Sean's an artist, so Are I can you? only imagine what you feel about the original cartoonist. Oh, I, yeah. I, I love that. I, that's what. Well, that was back before Johnny Quest. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so fluid and different detail. Mm-hmm. They were the first ones to come out with those uh, frames that would shoot. The camera would be stacked up here, looking straight down, and they would slide the artwork in these mm-hmm. frames, and and the camera would just kind of plunge down through it, and I can't, you could see yes. Snow White's forest. You know, mm-hmm. what a three dimensional. You know. It's, it's so cool. It's mm-hmm. so cool how they used to do it. Like, I mean, wow. Mm-hmm. The intervention, like, innovation. Like innovation. Yes, that word. Imagineering. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Disney just made their own damn words up. They it sure didn't did, matter, so. didn't they? What are you, an imagineer? I am an imagineer. <laughs> well, let's take a break and come back and hear some songs. That sounds let's do good. It. Yeah. Yeah. Be right back. Something in my brain won't let me stray Something in my veins gonna find its way Something in the water taught me how to pray Back. We told you we'd be back, and we are <laughs> with our lovely guest Zyla Danielle from Brunswick. Uh, she is a songwriter, singer, songwriter, and you're gonna play some of your originals. Yeah. Yeah. What you got? Oh my! I'm on the spot now. There's so many to There's choose. There's just so from. many. Um. Uh, let's see. Would y'all like to hear one I wrote when I was like 15? Sure. All right. Uh, I wrote this when I was 15, and it's called Reduced. Okay. Something's wrong with me My mind stands on you Feeling something mine 
Did your voice sound like this at 15? I don't think so. Yeah. It's really, my songwriting has been, you know, but my voice, I think, has kind of developed yeah. over the years. That was a beautiful melody, too. Was, I kept hearing hints of Beatles and stuff. Oh, in well, there. thank you. Definitely a good one. What, what, what's next? What's next? We are going to roll right into it. Mm -hmm. Let's see, what am I going to play next? Oh, should I talk about uh, all these trips and travels and stuff we were talking about? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to sing about the Davis Bayou or if I want to do another one of my, like... Wait just a minute, let me check with our audience. Y'all want to hear about the Davis Bayou? Davis Bayou. I, I didn't know what they said. <laughs> I mean, I don't would have said either. Hey, y'all. No, uh, when I when I was in college, we went to uh, Louisiana and Mississippi, and we did some service work at the Davis Bayou cleaning up after Hurricane Katrina. Oh, cool. And uh, it was a weird trip, so I felt lonely, and all I wanted to do was come home. And it's funny because the one thing that came out of the whole trip was the song. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I'll play this one. Here I am on Davis by you. Days go by and hours fly too. In my heart now I am longing to go home again. One by one, like ants, they're marching on to brighter days. 
time she's hero I do press on There's that Elvis in my pocket Singing me a song All I know I want to go Folks, she's got a strap on the Steamboat Willie strap. <laughs> Talking about Mickey Mouse. Oh, boy. Thanks, yeah. Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mickey Mouse. Yes. Yeah. She's a Disney girl. Disney girl. Uh, are you going to do the werewolf song? I will do it? the werewolf song. Yeah, I heard I about that. Hear the werewolf song. All right. I'm do two more. Two more. Yeah. Use it. Use it or not. All right. I just wrote this one recently. Um, well, within the last year, anyway. It's called The Werewolf Song. So listen up and you'll hear about the werewolves. <laughs> I'm so blue Cause you're not mine I'm so blue just so divine thinking about you all the time I'm so blue oh you're not mine I saw you angel Standing there with us so lonesome and your sleek back hair. Oh, my sweet love, there's just one thing I think I saw. Oh, wedding. I'm so good. 
Cause you're so damn fine Find me Thinking about you All the time I'm so blue Oh You're not mine Now you know if I had a bad I hear uh, some Hank Williams coming out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I the don't hear songs. I'm just impressed Thank you. by the uh, the uh, the chordal structure and 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 everything and the, the melody and everything. You're an old soul, just like I said in the first half. I don't even know what I'm doing. Is the thing I just well, you I, said that you didn't know what to call your music. And, uh, how about great? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that. I'll take that. Well, Graham Parsons said there wasn't but two kinds of music, good and bad. <laughs> and yours definitely falls in the good category. Oh, God. Thank you. Play us another one, please. Another one. Okay. <laughs> should I do, um, uh, I should do If You Only, can I do two more? Now, see, now, now you got me on roll. A roll <laughs> with butter. <laughs> Well, see, the thing is, the werewolf song and what's cooking, because you're talking about Hank Williams. Mm-hmm. I wrote a song called What's Cooking, mm-hmm. but it's not about, hey, good looking, what you got cooking? Kind of mm-hmm. different story, but. Mm-hmm. And then I have a song about um, If You Only, but I kind of want to play both of them. 
Why not? We got all the time in the world. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Well, I'll switch it up. I'll do I'll do one of the other ones first that don't have the same chords. This is called um If You Only. How do I love you? Let me count ways. There's not enough hours. I don't think there's enough days. Something about the way your smile lights up my world. Oh, if only, if only I could be. you 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's the only song I've ever heard that uh, uh, promotes Milton Bradley's Hungry, Hungry Hippos. <laughs> and dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Jaws. <laughs> I picked up on That's that. That's one of my, yes, thank yeah, you. Good, cool. good, 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 good. <laughs> that was cool. Mm-hmm. So you got another? I got another. Okay. <sighs> I'll do my favorite one to play, one I'm most comfortable with. This is one that I actually got to perform at Eddie's Attic. Oh. It was weird because it's one of those, another one of those weird situations where I was just, it was like an open mic, and I was just singing along, and then Matt Arnett was like, who is that? And then called me up there, and then next thing I know, I was performing. That's the one where the guy uh, that introduces that says, next up, so, so in the pits? You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Waiting in the wings? Yes, waiting in the wings. He always lets like, people know who's up beyond who's next? the next one. Yeah. But yes, um, one of the another one of the highlights of my uh, whatever you want to call this journey I'm on with my music. Um, playing at Eddie's Attic was a big, it's a good one, big one. So, what's the name of this? This song is called "What's Cooking." All right, <laughs> it's a good one. All right. Should have shut my mouth Went to sleep there right on your couch But instead Here I go again You're the one who said half my love Boy, you're killing me with all this other charm Got me feverish Got me itching. Tell me what's cooking in your kitchen. Can I take a bite? Ooh, can I stay the night? But you. Sure to make your dinner 
girl, how could you get her? I'm the one who ain't shown Bruce get her. Sitting at the bar, and I think I'm going too far. I let you saute your way into my heart. Then you left me frozen in the dark You only love me when nobody's looking So tell me, my darling What have you got cooking? Love me tender Don't put my heart into a blender I don't think you can give me much of a choice If I can't use my hands, I'ma use my voice Say that you're driving me Folks, if y'all enjoyed Zyla, you can find her on SoundCloud. You got SoundCloud, SoundCloud website. Working on the reverb. All right. You got any other sites out there? YouTube. YouTube. Okay. TikTok. What do they search? Zyla D. Zyla D. Three forty one is my TikTok. Zyla Daniel. Me. Spell like xylophone, X Y L A. Yeah, X Y L A. Pokey. I'm sorry. When I when I got when I when I got my signature from Andrew Pokey, he didn't know. He put a Z Y L A. But I mean, that might change to Z at one point. But right, it's it's X Y L A. Xyla. Awesome. <laughs> well, we loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Well, according to my phone here, it's time for an Uncle Dave Tale of the Week, brought to you by Uncle Dave's Cowboy Bunkhouse. Cowboy Bunkhouse. Let's get him back. (laughs) From the time I can remember, I have loved everything having to do with Walt Disney. At the age of three, I was a devoted T-shirt-wearing fan of the Mickey Mouse Club on television. I memorized the immortal words to the Davy Crockett theme song and wore the coonskin cap proudly. 
Trips to the movie theaters in Waycross, Georgia, Tripoli, Libya, and Albany, Georgia were huge events whenever a Disney movie hit the big screen. Of course, on the small screen, I watched every Sunday night installment of Disney's wonderful world of color. Unless the Beatles were debuting on the Ed Sullivan show at the same time. Dreams of going to Disneyland in California were far-fetched for a Southern boy until the mid-70s when Walt Disney, I think he went ahead, when Walt Disney made good on his vision, there he is, to build a second theme park in Orlando, Florida. By that time, I was in my 20s, but the urge was still strong. Long before Epcot, MGM Studios, and Animal Kingdom, my girlfriend and I headed out early one Sunday morning in 1976 following a down-home with Eddie Middleton gig at the King of the Road in Valdosta, Georgia, where I used to play. She picked me up, and we cruised down I-75 with three golden retriever puppies in the back seat. The night was cool and magic was in the air as we drove towards the Magic Kingdom. The captain and Tennille's lonely night was playing on some late night radio station. It sounded like just like this. Cue the crickets. Okay, that's enough to get the magic across, all them crickets and such. Man, this is a flashback straight to that moment. We arrived well before the gates opened and had the entire parking lot to ourselves. So we readjusted the car seats and slept until the sun woke us. Situated conveniently next to the transportation and ticket center was the Cow Can Kennel Club where we left the three dogs as we zippity doo off to see their imaginary contemporaries, Goofy and Pluto, paying a slick $6 each to get in. Can't do that nowadays. <clears throat> There's nothing not magical about the Magic Kingdom. Everything I saw, smelled, touched, and tasted that day brought back a flood of childhood memories. We packed it all in, finishing the day with oysters on the half shell at Captain Jack's Oyster Bar and watching the sun settle over Buena Vista Lagoon before we retrieved the retrievers and cut across I-4 to I-95, then back home. The next time I went, I came home with a souvenir, The Art of Walt Disney, a hardcover coffee table-sized book full of stories and art tracing the history of one man's vision that began with a mouse. On subsequent visits, I was a parent with kids of my own. It was amazing to see and share in the excitement and wonder through their eyes till the spell began to wear off. Faced with long lines, miserable heat, and the predictable Florida rain shower, they were lucky cow-can kennels didn't take two-legged borders. 
By the time Aunt Lynn and I were married, I had a foolproof plan to save on admission prices as we took all the kids, my daughter Megan, sons Justin, Matt, and Connor, Coondog, several times in the 90s. Upon arrival in Orlando, I would saunter up to the nearest kiosk advertising free Disney World tickets and make an appointment for a 90-minute tour of one of many timeshare resorts in the area. Say no. That's the secret. Once the presentation is over, you and your family are herded into a big room with a lot of other potential timeshare buyers gathered around big round tables and ceremoniously prodded, pestered, and pressured into signing a sales agreement. Everyone starts off so pleasant and congenial. Uh, My question is, how many no's does it take before the sales rep's face turns red with frustration? Can't say for sure, but I can put a dollar figure on it. $213.06. That's how much no saved us in 1997. Jimmy Yon, Waycross boy, turned Disney Imagineer and nephew of an old friend, David Tomlin, handed me his business card years ago and told me if we were ever vacationing in Orlando, he would show us some magical hospitality. In 2000 or so, I called to let him know that Lynn Connor and I would be coming down. He met us at the entrance to Epcot and made good on his offer, handing us three park hopper passes. Jimmy Yawn, Imagineer, an all-around nice guy. We park hopped hopped until I was ready to pass out. My son Justin took his seven-year-old daughter, Hannah, for a one-day Saturday adventure within the hallowed borders of the Magic Kingdom five years ago. Like me in 1976, my granddaughter packed it all in, from Cinderella's Castle and Pirates of the Caribbean to It's a Small World and the Haunted Mansion. So much magic for one little girl in one big day. She's tuckered out. (laughs) She's leaning up against a wall to support her. I guess that's something. A bench. It's been a while since my last visit to a Disney theme park. Now that my name is Papa to a handful of beautiful grandkids, I yearn to feel the magic again with them. That I won't say no to. (laughs) Well, we hope you all have enjoyed this episode with Miss Zyla Danielle from Brunswick. It's my old buddy Sean Clark. Uncle Dave Griffin, signing off one more time. See you next time.